the past several months, everyone has been talking about ChatGPT. And a lot of us ag tech nerds are wondering how advancements like this in artificial intelligence might impact the future of the ag industry. And so we said, all right, what would it take for us to take this amazing new technology, really game-changing innovation, and make it something that is useful and reliable and dependable for farmers? And so over the past uh, couple of months, we've been teaching Norm, so to speak, about agriculture. Norm, whose name pays homage to Dr. Norman Borlaug, is a new AI-powered ag advisor created by Farmers Business Network. Co-founder and CMO Charles Barron says not only is this providing more value to their farmer members, but already after being live for only two weeks, they're able to create new features and tools to serve farmers' needs in the moment. We didn't have this a week ago. <laughs> we got to see exactly what farmers want to ask. And then, you know, Kit and the team can deploy that still in the period where that's a relevant question. You know, we're still in the middle of planting here. So the technology is evolving almost as quickly as the needs, you know, are being identified. Charles Barron and Kit Barron of FBN introduce us to Norm, their AI-powered ag advisor on today's Future of Agriculture podcast. Hello, Ag Nerds. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Future of Agriculture. My name is Tim Hamrich, and every week you and I get to hear from the founders, farmers, innovators, and investors, the people shaping the future of the ag industry. I uh, can't wait to share today's episode with you. I really enjoyed this conversation with Kit and Charles. But before we dive in, I first want to take just a moment to thank our quarterly presenting sponsor for this quarter, which is Calgary Economic Development. Now, what makes Calgary, Alberta, the engine of Canada's agriculture industry? With direct access to a strong agricultural base, Calgary is a well-connected region with collaboration across geographic areas, industries, and research and training institutions. Calgary has experts in all things ag, including primary production, crop science, protein development, ag and food tech innovation, and animal health. It's also a hub for controlled environment agriculture, energy transition opportunities, and value-added food and beverage processing. Calgary is a hotspot for agri-food production and technology development, which is why multinational agribusiness leaders call the city home. In Calgary, they're leading the agribusiness revolution, and you are welcome to join. Visit calgaryagbusiness.com to learn more. That's calgaryagbusiness.com. And thank you so much to Calgary for supporting the Future of Agriculture podcast. All right, now back to today's conversation with Kit Barron and Charles Barron. Uh, there's no relation. Their, their last names are spelled slightly different. Uh, Kit's got one more R in his last name. But coincidentally, they work for the same company or doing interesting things in agriculture. And uh, last name is both Barron. However, today's episode is not about Kit or Charles as much as it is about Norm, their AI-powered ag advisor tool that they launched just weeks ago, but already has me very, very fascinated about the potential impact on the future of agriculture, as I'm sure others are likely working on similar text or chat-based AI tools uh, to provide answers in the moment for farmers and other people in the agriculture industry. 
Uh, Charles has been on the podcast before, but that was clear back on episode 75, which aired in October of 2017. So we were long overdue for another episode. And that one, he provided a lot of the basics about what Farmers Business Network is. It was founded in 2014. It's best known as a farmer to farmer network and e-commerce platform. But of course, a lot has changed over the past uh, six plus years. Uh, Kit Barron has worked with Farm Data for a very long time with familiar names such as the Climate Corporation and Farm to Together. He now serves as the head of data science and analytics for FBM. Charles Kitt and I talk a lot about Norm, the potential for artificial intelligence to provide useful advice for farmers, uh, what this means for ag tech in the future. Questions such as, does this reduce the need for APIs as data pipelines if we can essentially train AI models to go get the data we need? Uh, really presents a lot of interesting questions about the future of agriculture and questions that Norm and others will someday be able to answer. Uh, but be sure to stick around for the end of today's episode, where randomly you're going to hear Kit, Charles, and I come up with the idea to have Norm write a script for a potential intro to this podcast episode. Uh, and then I actually gave that script to another AI tool called Descript, which generated the audio of that script in my voice, which is so weird. I'm going to be honest, it's a little spooky, but uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. To kick things off, though, Charles is going to provide a little catch up since our last interview nearly six years ago. Then you're going to hear Kit's voice to describing more about Norm specifically. I think you'll really enjoy this one. Here's my conversation with Charles Barron and Kit Barron of FBN. Glad to give the update because it's been many years since we've we've talked here and, and, and FBN's become many things. Again, we started as a, uh, a data network, but you know we've always at our core been a producer network focused on profitability on the farm. We've done that in many different ways. That's been the through line of FBN. So, you know, now FBN is a pretty much the largest provider of inputs online through FBN Direct. We uh, ship to thousands of farms around the U.S., Canada, and have a new pilot actually in Brazil right now. And we have made a whole host of improvements and optimizations around that. We now also have FBN Financial. So FBN Financial started a couple of years ago, uh, which does a full spectrum of lending for the farm, of input loans, land loans, operating loans, equipment loans, farmland capital programs, and then a, a range of marketing and sustainability programs as well. So, you know, we've had crop marketing as a, as a feature of FBN for a long time. That's now turned into sustainability programs and premiums. And again, enabled by that technology platform and the base ability to process and handle and um, help producers manage data systems that need monitoring and verification for sustainability attributes and credits plug into the FBN system. And because we have the crop marketing system, we can then enable sales and therefore premiums to take place between them. So just this week, we started rolling out with ADM. And uh, for ADM, FBN is the exclusive provider of the sustainability monitoring and verification technology behind their programs of ADM regeneration. They are now introducing the FBN app to their growers as well. So that's a tremendously exciting initiative because you know, again, FBN is a technology platform, having the ability to work with growers, work with field level information, as well as work with products and then work with markets enables you to create all kinds of interesting combinations and solutions for farms. So, you know, with the ADM program, we hope that that will have, you know, tens of thousands of farms who sell to ADM now able to use the FBN platform to capture premiums, work with downstream buyers to develop uh, sustainability credits. And then we can even do next level innovations on top of that, which we started doing this year again as well, like things like regenerative ag finance. So now if you've verified the fact that you're doing regenerative ag, you can qualify for a better rate on your loan through FBN. 
because we have the finance platform, that's an instant approval process as well. So as those pieces build out, they just become more and more tools that a farm can utilize. But one of the really cool things that you know, I w- was uh, you know, excited to talk about, we just started pushing out here last week as well, uh, new optimizations around our delivery infrastructure. So in order to deliver farm goods and inputs, you actually need a custom-built delivery system. You can't really use Amazon to ship large quantities of chemicals, for example, which have to be contained and have environmental controls around them and uh, be segmented in various situations. So we have 30 facilities, 30 uh, warehouses or logistics centers, as we call them, uh, across the U.S. and Canada. And we now can optimize when a grower shows up to the website. Let's say they show up from uh, in southwest Nebraska. And we have a facility in Lincoln, Nebraska, a facility in Brighton, Colorado, and a facility in Hayes, Kansas. At any given point, when a grower is hitting our, our site, we're then optimizing the positioning of that inventory to their exact location to find them the fastest possible routing of that product. And it's looking at millions of data points a second to create that optimization. And by doing that next level of uh, delivery optimization, we now can basically put 99% of our shipments within a three-day window, which is just a goal we've had for a very long time. So it means that someone's going to come to the FBN website, 99% of the time, they're going to see a product and get to their farm in three days. So that's going to be a, a level of reliability and service that's just never been there from online input buying and uh, then you know completely enabled by this level of data science applied to inventory and delivery logistics. So now you combine that with what we've talked about with Norm, Norm eventually gets to work with all those kind of configurations. So not only the agronomic question and answer, but then working with our inventory and our product knowledge systems can then, you know, manage a decision based on availability of product and delivery time. And a producer could say, I'm dealing with this pest. What's the best way to treat it? And can you get me the product? And Norm could say, it's this, it can be there tomorrow. And so that's that's ultimately the level of convenience and service that we're trying to create for producers. Right, right. Well, I, I want to I get straight into Norm, but before we do, maybe just for someone who hasn't seen the announcements about Norm or the social media or other media that's out there about it, can you just give us a really just kind of brief, easy to understand description of what is Norm? Sure, yeah, the highest level Norm is a... Uh, an artificial intelligence powered ag advisor. And so a farmer can ask Norm any question about agriculture. And Norm has been trained on a lot of high value agronomy data and Norm will spit out an answer. Norm is also very much an experiment. So we're in the process of fine tuning and learning from how different farmer members are using Norm and uh, making it better as we go. But yeah, the goal here is really to provide a you know, frontline guidance and expertise to, to farmers who have questions about their operation. And if I understand correctly, Norm is built upon ChatGPT, is that right? That's right. So we took the, uh, the base uh, ChatGPT model, which has gotten a lot of press coverage of late, and we're really interested in trying to figure out both personally and professionally, you know, how well does it do ag? And it does a lot of things well. It's a very conversational. Uh, it can answer questions in a lot of different ways. But when it comes down to some of the nuance of agriculture, like, you know, what's the specific, you know, labeled uses for atrazine in Western Iowa on corn and pigweed, you know, ChatGPT base model just doesn't cut it. And so we said, all right, what would it take for us to take this amazing new technology, really game-changing innovation, and make it something that is useful and reliable and dependable for farmers? 
And so over the past uh, couple of months, we've been teaching Norm, so to speak, about agriculture. And so that's really, that's really what Norm is. It's a, it's, a, it's a GPT chatbot trained on high quality agronomy information and uh, targeted at farmers. Awesome. Tell us more about what that looks like to train Norm. Now, obviously, FBN, you have a lot of great data. Was that data in a format that was like AI trained, you know, uh, format? Or what did you have to do to actually transfer that data into Norm? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's uncharted territory. This is such a new technology. Our team really had to figure it out as, as we went along. But there's a couple of different ways that you can you know, train a tool like this. And the first is just using natural language. So basically text, the way you, you and I talk, the way somebody writes a blog, the text from a, an extension article online. And so we identified sources of high quality agronomy text and went through some processes to kind of condense it and make it as efficient as possible. And then we fed it to Norm and said, all right, Norm, if a farmer asks you, about any of these topics that, that we've trained you about, don't go reference the base GPT model, reference the data that we've told you about. And so that's the kind of first type of training we do. And so it's all around just natural text. The second type of teaching that we can do is basically point Norm to a database. And so you know we have instructions to say, Norm, if a farmer asks you about a product label, uh, don't just invent some text, go reference this uh, database that FBN's built on product labels. And you know it was great for us because we've been the uh, the store team, the team that runs the e-commerce side of FBN that sells crop protection and seed and animal feed and animal pharmaceuticals. They'd already spent in you know, the last five years structuring all this label information about all the products that FBN offers on its store. And so that actually made it quite easy. We just say, Norm, if there's a question about a product on the store, reference this label database. And so it kind of takes the randomness out of it. It's just like, hey, asking about atrazine in Iowa, telling you the, the response from the label. That's really cool. Now, what about things that Norm doesn't know? Will Norm say uh, it doesn't know when it doesn't know? How do you handle that? Yeah, so there's a couple of ways that we handle that. First of all, you know, we really want Norm to be for farmers and about agriculture. And so we do have some guardrails that say, you know, Norm, if somebody's asking you a question that's not related to agriculture, you're not supposed to answer. And people have come up with some creative ways around that. And those are the, the fun uh, give and take and uh, learning that's going on. But we really do want Norm to focus on ag. And so that's kind of one way that we do it. Another, if it's not a, an area that we have kind of explicitly trained Norm on, but is an area that we, we want to train Norm on in the future. So for example, right now, soil conditions are not part of our training model. And top of mind for a lot of farmers right now to figure out, well, you know, is the soil warm enough in my area? Norm, instead of making up a response, will say, you know, I'm still learning about that topic. You know, please check back later. And so um, that's kind of another way we handle areas that Norm doesn't know about. And so and then if it's a little bit more far afield, so it's not something that we've trained Norm on. It's not something that we intend to train Norm on. So let's say like the best movies about farming. Norm can answer that. Uh, he'll refer back to the original GPT base model maybe give us a sense of where you see this technology, this platform of Norm fitting in. I would imagine it's not intended to take the place you know, of an in-person trusted advisor, but probably to fit somewhere in between a Google search and an agronomist visit. And maybe talk about what you're noticing as far as the type of traction, early traction you're getting from farmers with this. Sure. No, that's, that's great. Something we, we think a lot about. And, and I should say you know, up front that 
Norm very much is still in, in beta mode. And so we have a very clear disclaimer that Norm is not intended for real agronomic guidance at this time. And uh, it's important to always follow the label uh, directions and local regulations. And, and so, you know, we don't think that Norm's ever going to be kind of a direct replacement for, you know, somebody coming out, visiting your field, pulling up recently emerged corn and, and helping you develop a, you know, fertility or pest management plan. But, you know, we think about all of the different areas of expertise that farmers need to have to be successful today. It's a lot for even a single agronomist to be able to master, you know, from plant genetics to soil health and crop protection chemistry and regulations and equipment maintenance and grain trading and hedging. I mean, the climatology, the list goes on and on. I mean, farmers are expected to master all of these different fields. I don't think there's a single profession that requires uh, so much deep and technical knowledge of so many different areas. And so, you know, we really see Norm as not a replacement to any one of those, you know, experts per se, but rather kind of the first line of defense if you've got a question. Um, you know, maybe you're out, out there in, in the, the planter and having an issue with maintenance and your John Deere rep's not available. You know, be able to ask Norm, what's the ninth pin of this uh, CAN bus do? Or, you know, these are the kinds of things Norm does really well. And so we really envision Norm to be kind of that first stop Rather than going to Google, you can ask Norm if it's about agriculture, and uh, the responses will be hopefully really relevant to you know your operation. And I think you sort of see it as where's the technology today, and then where where can you see this all going? And I, I would imagine in a future you can easily see how AI gets embedded into virtually every evaluation and question and process flow decision making process that a farmer goes through uh, when they do anything online or even have a you know need a curious quick answer. And what has become as reflexive today is Googling something using an AI would, you know, will probably be not too long because you see the power of it and the breadth of it, but putting it, you know, back into common language and, you know, from everything from equipment to fertility, to soil, to crop protection, to markets, everything Kit talked about, but it's remarkable in its breadth and depth. Yeah. And in a future where multiple companies in agriculture have developed their own sort of like AI-based applications, what are the differentiators? Is, is it differentiators in database and data quality? Is it differentiators in how well the, you know, in this case, norm or the norm competitor is trained? How do you differentiate yourself in this new AI-driven world? Yeah, I think there's a couple of uh, axes that, you know, we think about differentiating ourselves. But I, I think it first and foremost comes down to unique and proprietary data sets. And so, you know, the, the work that we have done in building out the FBN store, the work that we've done on underwriting standards for loans for farmland and equipment and operating loans, the work we've done on you know, automating parts of the crop insurance application process uh, in conjunction with our crop insurance agents. All of this has developed a really robust proprietary data set on these different parts of agriculture. And so, you know, Seed Finder, for example, it's probably the largest database of seed performance uh, anywhere. And so all of these things that we've been building over time now can really make it easy to build high quality responses into Norm. And those are things that are not going to be easy to replicate for other companies in the future. So that's kind of one way we think about differentiation. I think the other way is just the quality of our team. The data science team at FBN has been named one of the top 10 uh, most innovative uh, data science uh, groups by Fast Company last year. And uh, so really proud of the talent that we have and technical talent. And, and these aren't just kind of run-of-the-mill data scientists. They often have PhDs in 
you know, uh, bioinformatics for seed breeding or animal health. So there are agricultural experts that also have the computer science and data science. And that's just a really unique skill set that we've uh, been building over the years at FBN. So those are kind of two ways that we think about it. Well, I mean, it's like it's, I mean, we've, FBN, we have spent eight, nine years now building out the corpus that Norm can then interact with. And it's all those various data feeds that are both macro. So you can have soil, you can have weather, you can have uh, satellite, you can have remote sensing, you can have markets. So there's all of those. Then there's products and refining that whole process, whether it's in crop protection, seeds, pharmaceuticals for animal health. Then there's also the models, the important models that then interact with those. So whether those are product matching models or yield algorithms or fertility models or nutrition calculations or, you know, what we call an acre pack at FBN, which is a, a crop plan or, or delivery optimization. That's all those other components to it as well uh, that then can help, you know, augment the decision making even further. And then lastly, you have like the intelligence of your farm. Right now, Norm is not aware of, of a user's farm and Norm is really, uh, you know, running off our data, running off various models. And so there's a whole other, you know, step change in functionality and, and use once a user allows Norm to be aware of its farm, because then it can do optimization within the farm, within the field, within that farmer's equipment, within that farmer's current inventory of products or inventory of grain, uh, within the local pricing environment that that farmer operates in. All those things will be capable as those you know, different components and you know, fidelities of data get, get hooked up to, to one another. So you can imagine a future where you know, a farmer has all their own farm's data, all the market's data, various models and algorithms that you know, help optimize, which Norm can then balance and run you know, equations on and be able to do that concurrently. So like one, one farmer asked Norm a really, really interesting question, which was, I'm located in this part of Arkansas. I plant cotton, rice, and soybeans. Please look at prices over the last six years and yields and tell me the optimal rotation, the economically optimal rotation. That's a really hard problem. Um, there's a lot that it has to know from both their farm, the market, the weather, the genetics, the products that are available. But that's not too far away in terms of being able to answer that kind of question. So it's, it's really, really fascinating. It really is. In a situation like that, does FBN already have the data points on some customers to be able to kind of put all that together? Or are we going to run back into a, a limitation on data capture? In many cases, yes. You know, it depends on how deep a, a farm, you know, plug into FBN goes. But, you know, with uh, a lot of our new projects we have on things like sustainability with ADM. So you can imagine folks who qualify into sustainability programs do a lot of monitoring and verification of their crops, you know, on fertility, soil test, as well as other inputs. So there's a host of attributes. And so if a farmer has input data, they have their cost and, and price and financial data, they have their market data in there with FBN. Norm in theory and, and AI in theory, we're not there yet, but in theory could be able to you know, put all those pieces together combined with weather markets and forecasting. So it, it, it really gets you know, extremely interesting really fast. Yeah, and I'd also note, you know, we, we have a you know, great team of veterinarians and agronomists on staff and loan officers and appraisers. And, and so that's also a really valuable asset for us. Uh, because of the breadth of businesses that FBN touches and the expertise that we have internally, we actually have this kind of steady feedback mechanism. So we can have, we feed up all the agronomic responses to our crop consultants and uh, have them evaluate the quality of the responses. We do that for the veterinary stuff as we're, we're starting to roll that out. And so that also is a, another way in which we're kind of constantly improving and kind of reinforcing the quality of the responses. 
Yeah, that's really important because the QA here is is huge as these models train themselves. And does that literally look like you know a veterinarian as an example reviewing here's something a producer asked and here's what norm responded and kind of getting a sense of whether that really answered the question or not or what does that look like that's really interesting so starting from the initial training uh, we actually had our some of our internal vets and, and agronomists kind of actively helping us develop a list of training questions so what questions do we want to make sure norm gets right and then they evaluate the answers like this is good, but they've, you know, norms ignored this particular thing or this is totally wrong. And so that was kind of part of the initial training. Now what we do is we uh, norm actually helps us classify the types of responses. So norm can look at all, you know, thousands of questions that the broader member community have asked and, and classify them. So we've got 165 that are around soil conditions. And so then we can send a subset of those to a crop consultant that you know, focuses on soil conditions, for example, and they can, you know, in a, in a uh, doc and kind of go through and evaluate you know, the quality of the responses. So that's very much, you know, we're kind of building that automated process so that our, our humans can review in an anonymized way, of course, because we're you know, obviously protect the identity of the members asking the questions, but it's a, it's a really great system. And I think they are, they're enjoying it as well. Well, Charles, you, you've sort of been, you know, building up to this, it would seem in hindsight, for the last eight or nine years, is this where you thought things were going? And if so, did it seem to happen like slowly and then all at once? Well, I, I think it's kind of interesting because it, it kind of gets at the way farmers are interested in asking for information and the types of information they really want to know. And we've been on various parts of that journey for a long time. You know, so FBN started with benchmarking and, and seed analytics and, and seed finder, which was largely for producers to find what's the best seed for my farm, which seed should I plant? Then it got into pricing. And so, okay, which crop protection product is most affordable? Which one should I buy? And so now when we see them starting to use Norm, it's very funny because they, they ask those questions in the exact same way. They say best herbicide for this or you know, best corn seed for central Illinois or for this soil. And so answering that question in that way is phenomenally hard. And that sort of kind of goes back to all the different components that have to be there to answer a question like best herbicide program for you know this specific weed for my exact conditions. I need to know what you've been planting. I need to know what you planted last year. I need to know the products you used last year. I need to know the availability of the products that are available in the FBN or the inventory system. I need to know the cost of those products and the cost of the alternatives, uh, the efficacy of those products, right? All those different components go into evaluating a question like that. And what makes AI so you know, phenomenal is that suddenly you can run those multivariable calculations and analyses virtually instantly if you have all the right connections into the system. So it is certainly fascinating. And I think it's putting us you know, just one step closer to uh, farmers being able to really, really, truly have a fully fledged assistant there who can help evaluate the reams of information from the real world and agricultural data from their farm, from the available products and alternatives that they have to consider and condense those into a really concise answer or set of suggestions. Because as, as Kit said, you have to master so many different disciplines on the farm. You can't be an expert in every single one or know the whole universe of information that's available to you in seed, crop protection, fertility, markets at all moments. But those data feeds are accessible to you now, and they now can be integrated with AI in terms of, you know, plain and simple analysis. And how long has Norm been available for FBN members to use? And 
what have been anything that has surprised you or the key learnings so far? Well, this is the fun part, right? <laughs> well, as I mentioned, it took us about uh, you know three or four weeks to get the first working prototype of Norm out. Uh, we you know had to fine tune for a couple of weeks beyond that, and then we launched just two weeks ago. So this is uh, very much early early stages of, of Norm, uh, but the responses have been tremendous. And so we've got hundreds and hundreds of members asking Norm questions. But, you know, I think the average session is something like ten or fifteen questions. One of the interesting things is kind of where Norm fails, and at least particularly for me, as we're trying to, you know, make Norm better. And so one of the, the early, <laughs> early errors Norm was making quite comically is he would reference different FBN agronomy blogs. We have this great suite of, of high quality agronomy blogs from the past, you know, five, six years. But sometimes Norm got too good at that. And so someone would ask a question, he'd say, oh, well, let me point you to the direction of an FBN agronomy blog. And he would completely make up a blog that didn't exist. And so it would drop a URL to something that sounded great, like strip till best practices for Northwestern Iowa. Like this is too specific to be real. And it would take you to a non-existent website. Oh, I was going to say, if he could just write that blog on the spot and create the hyperlink and share it, that's a wild content uh, generation technique. (laughs) That's not too far away either. (laughs) So that's the other exciting thing. But yeah, those are the AI hallucinations where, you know, that's why the QA process is, is so important right now because we're saying, hey, you know, that blog doesn't exist, but Norm figured out exactly which blog needed to exist to answer the question. And then in theory could go out and research that if it needed to. So it's, it's really fascinating, but I think seeing the ways in which farmers want to consume information, they want to ask a question and the way they want it to come back to them is one of the most interesting things that, that Norm does. And, you know, as, as I mentioned, they so often want to know best of this, best seed, best herbicide, best product, most effective, least cost. And that's a huge complex problem to be able to answer that. And it's not just a Google list, right? So there's a lot of optimizations there. Farmers are incredibly interested in optimizations around weather and predictions of weather. Should I plant today? Should I spray? Is it safe to spray, right? You got to know all the variables around that, you know, the exact conditions that you're on in your farm and what's happening locally. And then same thing with markets. But there, there's really no limit to the types of things it can do. So we've seen people, you know, do Black-Scholes options analysis on Norm. Uh, we have seen people do parts lookups on machinery and go very deep. You can describe a machinery problem that's taking place in your machinery. And Norm will diagnose it and give you a set of, you know, potential problems that are taking place in the equipment. And then you can keep asking it, okay, you have identified this part or this potential issue, find the part. What's the part ID? And it will take you all the way down to the solution and then, you know, the actual solve, um, which is a whole other, you know, set of interests. Uh, so in fertility, tons of questions around uh, fertility programs for the right soil types or for various crops. The breadth of crops that farmers are interested in asking about is probably one of the most interesting things to us. It's way beyond corn and beans. It's orchards, it's apples, it's apiary, it's you know, goats. I mean, it's the full breadth of agriculture people are curious about. Uh, home garden people are asking questions about. You know, if it's in chemical or crop protection, it's a big area for FBN. Can this product be used on this crop? And again, you need to know what are the safe practices? You know, can that product tank mix? How does it mix with other things? Those are all logic that then we have to build for Norm to draw off. So that's not, you know, available information that could just be consumed on the internet in some way by an AI, you have to build those, those structural logic models that then an AI can consume tied to the product intelligence, tied to then the farm specific conditions, right? So it has it just been kind of limitless. One of the coolest things I saw, 
you know, there was a question was a farmer was asking a specific model of seed drill. They wanted to know what, what setting they needed to use on that drill uh, to hit this planting population in a certain crop. And by putting in the model, Norm then went and determined through the machinery use guide, the math of how you set the drill showed the math. Here's exactly how I'm calculating this. And therefore, your, you know, your setting needs to be an inch and a quarter. And it was just a step-by-step process of educating the person exactly how to do and solve the problem, exactly how you know, the AI went and solved the problem as well. So it's, it's really, really, really fascinating. And as Norm becomes more aware of products in FBN, as, as we said, it's not even yet aware of FBN Seed Finder and all the distinctions of seeds in terms of trait packages and, and seed optimizations that we have in FBN Seed Finder that it will start to be able to access its full knowledge of all these you know, fertility or tank mix or animal health and, and animal nutrition models that, we, that we've built that it will be able to access. And then eventually uh, you could plug your farm into it as well if you wanted. So those kinds of questions um, you know, around optimizations and product selection uh, are just going to get more and more capable here. And it's really like progress is in a matter of days. It, this, this technology is moving so fast that that's the exciting stuff. You're not waiting months or years to come out with new evolutions or completely new versions. It's as soon as we can hook these things up and as soon as we can build these connections and test it, you know, Norm is getting step changes in, in functionality and use to the farm. Hmm. I know a lot of that is the models and just just refining that over time. But is part of that, you know, accessing new data sets, you know, maybe like publicly available data that maybe isn't factored in norm right now becoming available and things like that? Is that part of it? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, we're paying very close attention to the types of questions farmers are asking and say, all right, the soil conditions is a great one. And the kind of first version of norm did not know anything about the weather. And so. You know, based on how many farmers have been asking about kind of near-term forecasts and soil conditions, we made that a priority. And so I think, you know, over the next couple of days, we should have the soil conditions uh, module built out. And so we basically ingest some National Weather Service data. We combine it with a, a model in the data science team that, that looks at soil type along with temperature and, and recent rainfall and develops a kind of soil conditions index. And so we can report out on that. So it's a combination in that case of, hey, taking a public data set, which is the National Weather Service, doing some data science on top of it, because we also have access to some of the public soil data, and then spitting out a response uh, and then embedding that into NORM. We didn't have this a week ago. <laughs> we got to see exactly what farmers want to ask. And then, you know, Kent and the team can deploy that still in the period where that's a relevant question. You know, we're still in the middle of planting here. So the technology is evolving almost as quickly as the needs, you know, are being identified. And, you know, this to put this in, in, in context, like that would have taken, you know, three months development two years ago or more, you know, and, and then product design time, et cetera, et cetera. And so it is the, the other thing, I think, oft overlooked part of, of what's amazing about this technology is how quickly it allows us to iterate. And so we want to be releasing exciting, useful new features every other week over this this growing season and uh we're really excited about you know as, as planting really uh, uh hits peak and and farmers start to get bored behind the wheel of the cab uh we we hope that they uh start to check out norm and, and ask a lot of questions yeah and this gets to a question i wanted to ask you guys and it's really interesting because i'm i'm learning here as as i'm listening to you you hear two different things in ag tech on one hand you often hear like 
everybody is walled off with their data and the interoperability is really tough and just like all these siloed data sets everywhere in ag tech. And on the other hand, if you talk to someone in ag tech, they're like, yeah, we're all better together if we have, you know, a more rich data set. And so it's, they're almost contradictory in a way. Does this actually push us more in the former direction of like more protective with our data because it might be the most valuable thing our company has? Well, I, I think, you know, what it, what it may do is it, it sort of says, there may be very specific types of data that are accessible in no other way that are very important for a farm to generate. So let's take like irrigation, for example. An irrigation you know, or, or data set is not existing on John Deere. It's not existing elsewhere. It may be proprietary to that system. And then a farmer can decide, okay, you know, how do I want to use that? And would an irrigation data set be more valuable to use if it was combined with a crop growth data set with a remote sensing data set with a market price data set with all the other information that was potentially available to it. Yeah. 100%. Right. Um, so AI and these kind of models still require data that might be coming from sensors or might be coming from, you know, other things that are being deployed on the farm, but certain types of information as you know, Kit said, like information that's on the internet, let's say Wikipedia is now fully commoditized in a sense through an AI. So, there's always going to need to be hardware. There's always going to be need to be sensors and mechanisms for capturing this type of information. And I think it's how those Lego blocks kind of go together is going to be up to people to decide which ones they want to plug in, in, in effect. And I, I think the other thing that, that I want to mention, and, and this kind of goes back to your earlier question about what differentiates the way we are approaching AI from some of the other big agribusinesses, and I'm sure we'll go in this direction eventually, you know, our philosophy has been from day one, you know, making the data that we have access to available and accessible to our members and, and using that data to help help them optimize their their operations. And so I have no doubt that there are already GPT experiments and a lot of the other big agribusinesses internally that are helping, you know, uh, improve their pricing strategies and, uh, you know, revolutionize marketing and things like that. Uh, but you know we are farmers first, and that is a big part of our philosophy. And so, you know, our our thinking here is like not just how we can sequester this way and, and help the business become more efficient on the backside. It's like, hey, how do we take this value and, and get it front and center to our members? And so, I think that's also just very very FBN. It's the way we kind of think about solving these problems, and uh, and we really hope that you know there will be a lot of uncertainty and you know around how AI kind of disrupts a lot of different industries and. Uh, you know, it's our, our commitment to make this kind of available to our farmer member community and and give them a chance to experiment with it as well and get comfortable with it, you know, for free uh, on FBN. So that's, I think, another part of our philosophy that I think is is kind of unique. And uh, and I, I really think we'll differentiate those companies that are able to use this to, to really provide more value to their customers and ones that are, you know, just focused on, on kind of shareholder value. Yeah, and I think, you know, and also giving farmers control. Um, so, you know, often what you see people doing in Norm is they'll, they'll sort of say, you know, what do you know about me? Or in essence, what can you tell me about my farm? And, you know, what they're really asking is like, hey, how much do you really know? And do you know who I am? And that right now, Norm is completely segmented off from a user. It knows your zip code. So it knows, okay, you're in Northwest Iowa, but that's about it. Um, and so, you know, what we you know, could do is, you know, you can enable people to then say, all right, I want my farm to be visible by me. But so, you know, Norm also doesn't take data sets from other places and send it back to somewhere else, right? So that's a very important core foundation of, of AI. It's not, data is not coming in from FBN and going somewhere else, right? We don't sell data, we don't transfer data. And in those ways, we 
you know, users' data stays stays with their farm, and then there's an anonymized and aggregate version that's used in analysis that they can access anonymously uh, in FBN. So uh, a farm could then enable, you know, a, a system like a like a norm to say, okay, let's optimize my farm. Let's look specifically at my soils, find my best fields, give me the optimum, you know, combination of seeds and uh, fertility programs and crop protection programs for my specific conditions and fields, and tell me, you know, exactly which fields to put my most expensive genetics on, uh, for example, at exactly what populations. And it will be able to do that. But, you know, the user should have control of that and then also know that that answer and that intelligence that it provided, you know, then stays within the walled garden in a sense of, of their farm. Not being a data scientist, being far from it, but uh, with something like this, where you, you can have you know, an AI model that can go essentially tap into various data sets and get you the answer you're really looking for. Does that make things like APIs less necessary? I mean, can an AI sort of just like go find the data I need as long as I have access to it? And I don't need to build uh, sort of these data pipelines everywhere. I think that's uh, very much something that this type of AI is going to enable. Now, We've actually had great luck kind of integrating Norm into existing APIs. And I think there's always going to be a level of kind of quality and structure and performance that comes from APIs. So I, I don't think they'll necessarily go away as a, as, a, as a technology, but you could imagine you know, tools like Norm helping structure that data in a massively scalable way that was never really possible before. And so you know, the ability for, for, for these tools to, to handle that unstructured data, and it's not just text, it's... It's speech to text. So other AIs are being able to take, you know, podcast transcripts and turning them into the to text. And then all of a sudden that becomes this whole corpus. And so, you know, you could imagine a future and, and actually a future as in a couple of weeks from now where we could, uh, you know, work with you, Tim, and get the whole uh, future of agriculture history uh, transcribed and build a, an AI bot that uh, knows everything about your, your podcast and, and can uh, take on your persona when asking questions and things like that and really help you... Uh, do a lot of exciting new things with the brand and, and, uh, and content that you've built. And play it back to you in your own voice. Yeah, that, I, that's what I was just going to say. I use, uh, I use a software or AI driven software called Descript and they have my voice. I had to record for like five minutes. So they've got my voice and now I could just type out what I want to type out and it'll come out in my voice. So this is going to, this podcast is going to live on long after I'm dead. We'll be on episode like 10,000. Uh, in my voice, somebody else have to be doing the typing. Well, Norm, Norm, well, you know, Norm, yeah, Norm will just run my podcast. Right. Hey, maybe we get Norm to uh, you know help you script a, a back and forth with Norm. You know? Okay, I don't know. I was I was going to say maybe if Norm can generate an intro to this podcast, I can put it into script and and it'll come out in my voice. It'll be completely AI driven. I don't know if it, I don't know if that's possible. That might be a little bit out. Be careful when you challenge a data scientist. <laughs> I can already see Kit going onto a different screen and working on. It. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could follow up. Is if that's all right? We could follow up later this afternoon right. with a, a Norm generated intro to the podcast. Well, that's exactly what we did. Kit sent over a script generated by Norm, and I put that script into Descript, which actually outputted what you're about to hear. I often on this podcast, people will say, oh, I don't really like the sound of my own voice. It's it creeps me out or whatever. And I, I don't usually have that problem because I guess I'm just used to it. But this creeped me out to hear something I did not write. I did not record in my own voice. So here it is. Here's the AI driven potential intro to this podcast. 
Welcome to the Future of Agriculture podcast, where we explore the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of the agriculture industry. I'm your host, Tim Hamrich, and today we'll be diving into the world of artificial intelligence and agriculture as we discuss FBN and Norm, the world's first AI ag advisor. Every week, I sit down with farmers, founders, innovators, and investors to share stories of ag tech, sustainability, resiliency, and the future of food. We believe innovation is an essential part of the future of agriculture, and real change comes from collaboration between scientists, entrepreneurs, and farmers. We lead with optimism, but we also bring data. In today's episode, we're going to explore how FBN, or the Farmers Business Network, has introduced NORM, the world's first AI ag advisor, and how this groundbreaking technology is transforming the agriculture industry. We'll discuss the challenges farmers face today and how AI-driven technologies like NORM can help farmers make more informed decisions, optimize their resources and increase their profitability. We'll be joined by experts from FBN who will share their insights on how Norm was developed, the cutting-edge features it offers, and the real-world impact it's having on farmers and their operations. We'll also hear directly from farmers who are utilizing Norm and how this AI Ag Advisor has impacted their farming practices and results. Throughout our conversation, we'll touch on topics like precision agriculture, data-driven decision-making, and the importance of collaboration and communication in driving the future of agriculture forward. We'll also discuss the role AI could play in addressing critical global challenges such as climate change, food security, and resource management. As always, we want to hear from you, our listeners. How do you envision the role of AI in the future of agriculture? What challenges do you think AI can help solve? Share your thoughts with us on social media using the hashtag hashtag future of ag. So grab your headphones and join us on this fascinating journey into the world of AI and agriculture. Let's explore together how FBN and Norm, the world's first AI ag advisor, are revolutionizing the agriculture industry and what this means for the future of food. I mean, that is crazy, right? I've never seen those words, never read those words. That was purely AI driven. Uh, the future is here and the future is wild. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview. I hope it got the wheels turning about what's coming next in ag tech. I really think this is a big part of it. I really appreciate Kit and Charles for being on the show. Uh, this is really an enjoyable episode for me. Anyway, if you'd like to learn more about what they're doing or if you'd like to use Norm, membership for FBN is free. So just go to their website, sign up, become a member, and you can uh, use the tool there. If you have questions or ideas or comments about this concept, I'm always open to it. Love hearing from you guys. You can do that via Twitter at Tim Hamrich, Tim at aggrad.com, uh, or LinkedIn DM works as well. Thank you to Kit and Charles for being on the show. Thank you to Calgary Economic Development for being our quarterly presenting sponsor. And last but certainly not least, thank you for your time and your attention. I really don't take it lightly. I'll be back next week with another story of ag innovation. Oh.